And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, Sham Sharania of The Athletic joins the show. Shams had a fantastic story about Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, and why Kyrie is not with the team right now. Uh, but first, uh, I break down the latest information coming out of Brooklyn from James Harden and Steve Nash about how they feel about Kyrie Irving. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Brian is not here because we have a very special episode. Sham Sharania from The Athletic, one of the premier NBA newsbreakers, um, is joining the show. We spoke for about 16 solid minutes about Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, and the decision that Sean Marks and Josai made to basically tell Kyrie, we either want you here full time or we don't want you, you here at all. Shams wrote a really good story, which there is a link in our bio um, about why Kyrie chose not or has chosen not to get vaccinated so far. And I think, you know, a lot of people have already read it. And it's been aggregated a ton, so I'm not telling you anything new. But the big standout paragraph, and I'll read it right here. And again, I urge everyone to click on the link, subscribe if you're not part of The Athletic. You'll probably see a deal 50% off for the whole year. Wow, what an amazing deal. Um, but here's what Sham Sharani got that no one else has gotten so far. Uh, this is what he says about why Kyrie Irving is not with the team. Multiple sources with direct knowledge of Irving's decision have told The Athletic that Irving is not anti-vaccine and that his stance is that he is upset that people are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. It's a stance that Irving has explained to close teammates. To him, this is about a grander fight than the one of the court, and Irving is challenging a perceived control of society and people's livelihoods, according to sources with knowledge of Ivory's, Irving's mindset. It is a decision that he believes that he is capable to make, given his current life dynamics. Kyrie, this is a quote from one source, Kyrie wants to be a voice for the voiceless. Um, now, in the interview, I ask Shams specifically about this and sort of the contrasting nature of the fact that uh, Kyrie wants to be a voice for the voiceless, but yet he has press conferences with the media and doesn't talk about anything like this. Uh, at that press conference, the one during media day where he was on Zoom, uh, he specifically said, um, it's a personal decision and I don't want to talk about it. And that, I, I think that's what, it's so difficult to sort of break through the media wall with Kyrie Irving that if you're a fan of him, you're a fan of the Nets, it just it's it's a difficult thing to wrap your your arms around. And maybe that doesn't matter for a lot of people. 
Uh, but unfortunately, his his current position, his current mindset is impacting what's going to happen for the Nets on the floor this season. Now, I did ask Shams if the Nets, Sean Marks and Joe Sy and Steve Nash, if they believe that the team that they have now without Kyrie is championship worthy. Uh, Shams did answer that question basically saying, yeah, they, they think it's possible, but the margin of error error is much smaller. And I think that's right. You know, Brian and I had talked about in the episode we did literally right as the news was breaking that Kyrie would not be playing with the team this year as long as he remains unvaccinated. You know, I still think that they're the title favorites, at least in the East. And that's saying something because obviously the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that won the championship last year, is in the Eastern Conference. If Kevin Durant and James Harden are healthy, along with a vast majority of the role players, I still think that their ceiling is higher than any team in the NBA. If you have Kyrie Irving, it gives you a massive buffer in terms of injuries. And if what an amazing sight it would be if all three of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden were healthy, it would be a devastating force, unlike we've ever seen in the NBA. I mean, we saw it for eight games. You can extra- extrapolate those eight games and be majorly impressed. And the, the numbers from the offensive rating of that team was through the roof. It was historic. And it was only eight games. There's no, you know, it would only improve with time and commitment and longevity. And this decision, you know, I thought it was very strong of Sean Marks and the Nets for one, the statement that they put out. uh, And two, I really appreciated that Marks decided to have a press conference to really explain why they're doing it. Because, you know, there, there could have been a situation where they just put out that press release. They leave Steve Nash to sort of answer questions at practice. And we don't really get a full explanation of what is going on. What Marx was saying, and, it, and he said it in the press release and he said it in the press conference, and it's true. You know, you can't really build team ethic if one of the main contributors for your team, one of the pillars of the team isn't there half the time. And when he is there, he's kind of just a distraction. Now, Shams addressed this too in her interview, and I kind of half agree with it, but I really don't. And I've heard a lot of other people say this, that the Nets basically pushed off the distraction of Kyrie Irving, that it would be a constant distraction if he was on the team and playing half the games. And and even Shams kind of couched that a little bit by saying they're still going to be asked about it. I think they're still going to be asked about it all the time. Because we're not going to hear from Kyrie Irving. What Kyrie has shown, particularly here in Brooklyn, because uh, he also skipped the last media day from two years ago or a year ago, is that he kind of leaves Kevin Durant to answer questions for him half the time. And now James Harden is the other person being the recipient of those questions that Kyrie won't answer and that they ask James to sort of get into Kyrie's head. They ask Kevin Durant to get inside Kyrie's head. I think that's still going to happen because it's very unlikely Kyrie is not the kind of guy who will go to Malika Andrews and have a sit down interview to explain why he's making the decision he's making. He's not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler will tell you. I mean, he, he hasn't been fully honest and no one ever is fully honest, 
But he will tell you, I, I want out, right? He wanted out of Minnesota. He t- said that publicly and he got out of Minnesota. There are guys in the NBA who will, Damian Lillard, even though there are still source reports about him and they've been conflicting and at times it seems like he had a trade request and other times he didn't, he still will talk to the media, someone in the media, a journalist, and tell him what he, tell that person what he's thinking, right? So there are a lot of guys in the NBA who do actually use journalists to help get across a message. Kyrie doesn't, is not that person now and really hasn't been that type of person for a while. So what we wait for and we continue to wait for is some kind of, you know, white smoke puffing out of this is an allusion to a papal ceremony, a papal changing of hands, uh, some type of white smoke to let us know what Kyrie thinks of what just happened. It seems like Kyrie did know that the Nets were going to say this and do this. Um, It seemed like Kevin Durant and James Harden knew that the Nets were going to do this by basically telling Kyrie, we don't want you right now unless you're vaccinated. Um, But we also don't really know what Kyrie thinks. Uh, This could go so many different directions. He could demand a trade. He could retire. He could decide, I'm just going to remain unvaccinated and hopefully wait for the city of New York to change their vaccination policy. Or he will get vaccinated, right? Or the Nets, you know, the Nets will trade him even if he doesn't demand a trade or not. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Um, Obviously, Nets fans are hoping he gets vaccinated. I think it would be interesting if if the city of New York decided to change their standards and let's pray and hope that we're only going to get better with COVID going into 2022, though who knows, and there's no evidence to say that that will happen, that maybe the city of New York will sort of uh, let go of its grip on this issue a little bit. But they also know, I mean, what's happening right now is Mayor de Blasio is in office and it seems like Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough president, will be the next mayor of New York. There's no indication that what that Eric Adams is going to be any different than Mayor de Blasio on this specific issue. I mean, typically, if, you know, de Blasio did the hard work of having getting it to this level, this stringent of a policy, it's kind of unlikely that Eric Adams would come in and just loosen that up just for Kyrie Irving. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it. We what we've also had today, and Shams and I touched on this a little bit, but Steve Nash has been talking uh, today at, at practice center, and so is James Harden. And Nash said this. He said, it's not easy, but I support the decision, speaking on Kyrie Irving. If things change, we'd love to have Kyrie back. Of course, that's what he says. And I, I kind of feel bad for Nash because he got he's, this whole last year, he always had to answer all these sort of extreme questions for a rookie coach. He said to deal with all these lineups, had to deal with, you know, all these buyout candidates, these veterans with big personalities and sort of big reputations, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge coming into the team and him having to integrate them and then LaMarcus Aldridge leave. And now he's having to deal with an absolutely unprecedented situation there's no way that Steve Nash, when he took this job, could have imagined that, or maybe he could have, that what was going to happen with Kyrie and vaccination and the mandate. Uh, But James Harden, and and so this is important. Harden has spoken, I haven't seen Kevin Durant speak, so by the time you all hear this, 
you know, Kevin Durant may have gotten, um, it may have said something and it probably has different, you know, maybe different feelings and maybe there's something explosive that I'm going to be missing. But um, James Harden said, Kyrie Irving stands strong in his beliefs and he respects that. He also would love to have Irving back. When he was asked about it, Harden noted that Brooklyn as a team could benefit from knowing who will be in the lineup night in and night out. So this kind of both ways, right? And that's what the Nets are taking. The Nets are doing the thing where they're saying, we respect Kyrie for his, for his own decisions, for the ability to make those decisions, but that decision impacts us. And Harden is saying that here. Um, and here's also what he says. James Harden would love to have Kyrie Irving back if possible. Here's the quote. Kyrie believes in his beliefs and he stands, he stands firm and strong on that. We respect it. We all love Kai, but as far as us, we have a job to do. Individually, myself, I'm still wanting to set myself up for a championship. Um, in Shams's article... He had stated that KD and Harden both got their first vaccination shot like right before training camp and that Kyrie was supposed to. And Brian and I had talked about in the last pod of like this aggregated, aggregated, aggregated tweet of uh, Frank Isola on SiriusXM saying that um, that Kyrie had an appointment for a vaccination and then didn't show up. And Shams said specifically on the pod that you know, Kyrie, uh, the team has expected Kyrie to be vaccinated by this point, and he isn't. So I don't know what's going to change. You know, I don't, I don't know why this pressure of not playing basketball would impact Kyrie's mindset. Um, that's Brian actually calling. If you can hear a phone in the background, um, it's going to be, it's going to be crucial to see the first stance that Kyrie takes on this. If if he strongly pushes back, you know, the thing could go to a place where basically Kyrie Irving is never going to play for the Nets again. And I think that's a very real possibility, unfortunately, as extreme as that sounds. But I do want to keep in mind, you know, as, as and regardless of what you think of his stance, his reported stance on why he isn't getting vaccinated, Kyrie Irving is an absolute, he loves the game of basketball, right? I mean, he isn't like this guy, you know, there are certain players who become professional basketball players because they are seven foot two or they are six, eight, 250, and can run a four, four. Not that anyone cares about a 40 yard dash in basketball, but Kyrie is six, one skinny and he's turned himself into the greatest ball handling guard maybe we've ever seen. Um, he's worked himself into a state where he's an NBA champion. Um, he's one of the greats of his generation. Um, so he, of course, he was born with natural gifts, but he worked himself to become the type of player that he is. Where, like, again, if he's seven foot two, yeah, you have to work hard to still be in the NBA. There are seven footers who aren't. But it does, you know, increase your chances that if you're seven foot, you're going to be in the NBA. Um, my point is with that is, you know, he loves the game of basketball. And maybe the fact that the Nets are saying to him specifically, hey, you are not going to play basketball for us until you get vaccinated. Maybe it begins to shift when games are starting to be played next week and you can see the guys he used to compete with and against on the floor in big moments specifically the Nets playing the Bucks, maybe 
His mentality begins to shift a little bit. And, you know, the thing is, he can still advocate for the things he wants to advocate for. If he's truly not anti-science, as Shams reports, which we don't know for sure, but that's what Shams reports. If he's truly not anti-science, the best advocacy that he could do is by playing basketball and talking to media reporters every day and talking about maybe the issues that he sees in front of him. Um, and, you know, there's so much more opportunity. And also, he's going to lose $16 million by not playing this year. You know, you can use that money for causes. Like, there's a lot of good that can be done by playing basketball, and there isn't very much good by sitting out. Um, so... This is, you know, we're all sort of reacting to this in real time. Uh, the Nets do start playing basketball in less than a week. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Their first game is on a Tuesday uh, coming up. I'm going to be, the things I'm going to be watching for is Kyrie Irving's first reaction to it. Um, and then going forward from that, if he doesn't return to the team soon, does the team get off to a good enough start to where we're no longer going to have the questions of like, wow, the Nets really need Kyrie Irving, right? Like, can they start off 7-1 and one and no one's really thinking about Kyrie because the team is playing so well? And maybe the conversation is, is the team better without Kyrie, right? Like, that's a legitimate possibility, particularly if Harden and KD are both healthy and playing really well. Um, But if the team starts off like 4-5 and five and they don't look all that impressive, you're going to hear more hey, the team needs Kyrie and they have an opportunity to actually play him, but yet they're taking this stance that is hurting the team's chances. And if it's hurting the team's chances, I think we're going to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden maybe push more internally and say, hey, we're fine with with Kyrie Irving playing just half the games. It, I think that only really happens, though, if the season doesn't start out well. And one last point before we get to Shamshirani, and I'm sure that's why most of you are here, but I appreciate your patience with me. I, I said this on Twitter, and I think it's quite possible. I think there's like next steps for the Nets if Kyrie doesn't um, get vaccinated and come back to the team. Because they the step one was this statement, right? And in, in doing kind of pushing him out publicly and saying, you will not play basketball unless you get vaccinated. Um the next step I think that Sean Marks could do is float out. And I, you could talk about whether this is a good idea or a bad idea float out that, you know, we're talking to the Sacramento Kings or the Minnesota Timberwolves or Oklahoma city thunder, any team that you probably could guess that Kyrie Irving definitely does not want to go to that where the nets are thinking of trading Kyrie and that that team is interested Right, like GMs often will float out that teams are interested in a player they want to move, even if there's no interest at all, because they want to build that interest. Uh, they want to build a market for him by making other teams believe that there is a market. Um, if Kyrie doesn't come back to the team, eventually that question, and I talk about it with Shams about the trade question, is going to become a bigger and bigger thing. Because if you're not going to get Kyrie at all this year, getting anything for Kyrie Irving would be a pretty nice boost. Um, so I'll wait for that. I'll wait for that report from whether it's Shams or Woj or anyone else. 
for that to come out and kind of leak out that the Nets are having trade conversations. And Shams himself, again, talks about the trade market uh, in our interview. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then coming back, uh, you will hear from Sham Sharani of The Athletic, uh, who broke the story about exactly why Kyrie Irving is not with the Brooklyn Nets. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, joining us on the show, Sham Sharania of the Athletic Shams. I first want to uh, thank you for the story that you wrote, um, taking us sort of inside the locker room involving the Nets, because we don't have a lot of great information. And I think the story that you wrote really sort of actually revealed more than what we've known before about what's happening with the Nets and Kyrie Irving. Uh, if you could tell people what you learned about you know, why Kyrie has chosen, you know, to remain not necessarily apart from the team, but has made a decision not to be vaccinated at this point. Yeah, Mike, I think, you know, once media day came and Kyrie Irving joined the media on Zoom and he was putting, you know, he put everyone really in a weird position because he kept citing privacy as a reason why he can't delve into, you know, why he's chosen not to get vaccinated and not be around the team. All of his other teammates, Kevin Durant, James Harden, as I wrote in the story, they both got vaccinating the lead up to training camp. And there was an expectation that Kyrie Irving was going to as well. And so when he didn't, and he wasn't there for the start of, of training camp and media day and uh, wasn't there for the next week of practices once the team got back from San Diego, there was just a level of confusion, definitely for the public, but even behind the scenes as far as what is really driving Kyrie Irving in terms of his decision-making. You know, right or wrong, um, whether you agree with him and, or don't, um, and obviously the science and, and what we all know to be true as far as keeping everyone safe and, and keeping ourselves safe. I mean, it's pr pretty clear cut as I wrote in the story. Um, but, you know, going into it, I, I wanted to give the audience uh, the real reason behind why a top player in the league on a championship favorite has essentially decided to sit the season. And again, whether people agree or disagree with them. This is what sources are telling me is behind it. This is the stance he's had to tell his teammates and, and people uh, around the organization uh, that need to know, uh, you know, as far as what has driven his decision making. And so obviously what he's told, you know, people around the organization and teammates is I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, 
you know, I'm upset about the people that have lost their jobs because of any mandates. And again, whether you agree or you disagree with him uh, taking that stance, that that is, you know, that is how he feels. And, you know, in, in his mind, he's fighting for something bigger than basketball. And, and in his mind, um, this is a, a grander fight and one that he believes he has the voice uh, to, 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 to drive. So clearly, listen, he is out indefinitely at this point. He's ineligible to play in New York City due to the vaccine requirement. Um, there was a ruling last Friday that allowed him to practice at home because New York City Hall ruled that the practice facility, HSS Training Center in Brooklyn, is a private office building. So that was seen as positive news and really gave the Nets an entry point to allow him to be a part-time player and play on the road and practice at home. But clearly at the end of the day, that is not something that they felt like they wanted to do. Um, and, and he, you know, uh, was willing to sacrifice at the end of the day, $16 million in salary this upcoming year and $186 million as far as an extension that he will not, you know, be offered now. Yeah, I think it's hard for people when they read your story, and of course the bit about in your story about you know um, the team source said that Kyrie wants to be the voice for the voiceless. I think that struck a lot of people who've been following what's been going on with Kyrie. It it kind of hit them hard because what's difficult um, if you're a fan of the Nets, if you're a fan of Kyrie Irving, is that he isn't really open. You know, he has stances and he does a lot of great things for the community. But he doesn't, he isn't really providing a voice for the voiceless, right? That he's, you know, we haven't even heard from him beyond, you know, the information we got in your story. Um, we haven't heard from him directly about, you know, that, about these feelings, whether that, you know, whether it's he doesn't like the science or does, or whether it's because of what you said and you reported. Uh, we haven't heard from him. Do we know how his reasoning is going over with? the players in the locker room, specifically Kevin Durant and James Harden, they've been publicly supportive of Kyrie, the person, and they haven't said anything that would be termed criticism. Um, do we know anything about how what they're thinking about what's going on? Yeah, you know, as far as, you know, his component, I mean, that that's, that's fair. You know, he hasn't come out, and that's, you know, when you give, you know, a decision that he's made, it's, it's really sit here for three weeks, right? Training camp started on September 27th. We are now talking October 13th. So he's, he's had, you know, over two, two weeks uh, to, to give his stance to the public. And he has not yet. And the way it was disseminated, it, it came out in my story last night. And that was, you know, he, he like time, time has elapsed. And, you know, people have, have gotten wind and, and, and it's it's obviously uh, known now, um, you know, as far as my reporting. But it's it's clear that they're you know, listen, anything with the Nets has always been done collaboratively. I think G, you know, Sean Marks, their their general manager, Joe Sy in ownership, um, you know, Sean Marks has, has stated in, in years past, like he's always going to be the one that makes the decision. But you know, there is always going to be that level of collaboration, and I think Steve Nash has even mentioned it today, as far as. You know, all, you know, all these different voices collaborating. So I think there, there is a level of collaboration. And I think, you know, James Harden and Kevin Durant, you know, ended up making a decision that they uh, made to make themselves available for the team. Kyrie Irving 
so far has not. And so, uh, you know, that right there lets you know that there was an expectation from the teammates that Kyrie Irving was going to follow suit and get vaccinated, and he did not. And so that right there, 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 you don't need to say anything really publicly to let it be known that there is, there was a level of, you know, I I don't even know what the right word is, confusion, uh, misunderstanding. Disconnect. uh, Yeah, a a level of disconnect. And, um, And that has led to the decision that it's not worth the distraction, the day to day in and out of the lineup, um, and even Kyrie Irving would have been the only player uh, unvaccinated on the Nets as far as Tier 1 personnel, as far as players, coaches, front office officials that are around the team. And that, it, you know, someone told me that, that that was also viewed by the Nets as, as a safety and a, and a, and a health hazard, uh, that they wanted to make sure that everyone around the team was vaccinated and, and that you prioritize that. So, um, listen, I, I think there were plenty of... of instances where Kyrie Irving has had opportunities to, to come out publicly. Right. And um, a lot of these conversations have been done behind the scenes with his teammates or, or people in the front office. I mean, to me, it's obvious that the primary motivation of the Nets is to get Kyrie back, to get him vaccinated, to get him back. Um, but what, what, what do you imagine? I mean, some people, some people on the fringes of Twitter are saying they're just trying to push Kyrie out, which doesn't make much sense. Why, you know, why did the Nets make this huge decision? Sean Marks and Nets owner Joe Sy, why did they make this huge decision to say uh, to a superstar, you know, essentially, we don't even want you part time for now. You know, we we want you either here full time or not at all. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I think the Nets tried to do the best that they could to give Kyrie Irving space and time to make you know his own decision on the vaccine and, and, and how he wanted to proceed with the season and the year. And, you know, in their mind, there were a lot of conversations back and forth, a lot of communication and, you know, a lot of meetings, a lot of, you know, really deep conversations on the matter. And once it got to a point that obviously they wanted him back as a full-time player and Kyrie Irving just was not ready to, um, at the end, they'd be vaccinated. And so at the end of the day, the Nets had to do what they had to do. And Kyrie Irving, who had a personal choice, had to make his own personal choice. So, I think both sides understood that this is at the end of the day, while I think Sean Marks said in a statement, we respect Kyrie Irving's personal choice, but we have, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, we have to also make our own personal choice in some way, right? Like they made a decision that benefits the, the organization and the franchise and the current roster and the coaches and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving made a choice based on his own pers- personal choice. And I think that's really what it came down to. And, and, Listen, at the end of the day, if, if you're Sean Marks, I mean, you have to consult with, you know, the, the, the players that you consider your leaders. Sean Marks mentioned a few guys yesterday as far as, um, you know, which was notable, right? He mentioned um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin. I mean, those are guys that, you know, are, are known as leaders in that locker room. And so, um, you know, there, there's always going to be consultations, um, you know, and as Sean Marks said, him and Joe Sy having to make that final decision. Let me ask you this. I mean, so James Harden, as we're doing an interview, James Harden has been speaking with the media. He hasn't said anything odd or, you know, he's just saying we're focusing on the guys in the locker room. He says, I haven't spoken to Kyrie Irving personally since, you know, the ruling basically came down from Sean Marks and the Nets. Um, Let me ask you this. Do we it's been 24 hours. Um, Do we know how the news is sitting with Kevin Durant, James Harden? And do we know how the news is sitting with Kyrie Irving? Because I've been refreshing his Instagram waiting for 
some sort of veiled, you know, statement that he tends to do. And I haven't, we haven't seen anything. So do we know anything about how all three of those major superstars are, what are they thinking about this? No, it's unclear on both fronts. I mean, I, I, listen, at the end of the day, this eliminates the distraction component of the day to day. Like they're going to get asked initially, right? Steve Nash, James Harden, Kevin Durant. The first question they're going to get asked is about this matter, you know, as soon as in, in the aftermath, but you know, as the days and weeks go on, and and it'll be about the game. It'll be on the court. Now, listen, if the, if the Nets struggle, will the spotlight get even brighter on a guy like Kyrie Irving who's sitting at home and not with the team? Of course. I think that's for certain. Um, the spotlight and the pressure could rise if the team struggles. But right now, I know in that Nets organization, within that locker room, the goal is to move on and keep progressing day-to-day with the group that they have now. And uh, as far as how Kyrie Irving feels, I mean, I assume at some point he's going to address it the way he wants to. But um, you know, I I have not gotten any type of clarity on how that will will end up being. I'll ask you a couple quick questions, and then I'll let you go because I so appreciate your time, and I know you're super busy. Um, first, I I mean, I'm pretty sure Sean Mark said this, but let's let's play out a scenario where like Kyrie doesn't come back this year. Do you think the Nets believe they still have a championship roster without Kyrie? I, I think they do, and I think they're very confident in James Harden and Kevin Durant to lead this group. Now, obviously, if you have a Kyrie Irving, that lessens your get your room for error, right? Like if one of those two guys, James Harden and Kevin Durant, is hobbled, which we saw last year in the playoffs, it's clear that they can be beat. The Bucks beat them in seven games because Kyrie Irving was out and hobbled, and James Harden was also hobbled, and like Kevin Durant said, playing on one leg. So they're proven to be able to be beaten if they are not at full strength. So right now they're already down one guy, and so that that decreases the room for error. And I think at that point that does make them susceptible. But do they feel like if everyone's healthy, they have a chance to win? There's no question about it. Likeliest outcome, and this is going to be hard, and I understand that, but likeliest outcome, you think, for Kyrie in this season, that he gets vaccinated, he joins the team, um, he sits out the whole year, or he gets traded. What what to you feels, I mean, again, we don't know, but what to you feels like the most likely outcome? Yeah, I mean, right now there really isn't a sign that he's going to go through and get vaccinated. Right now, can that change? You know, can that you know could the year go on and his love for basketball usurp any other um, you know motivations that he have? Which again, I outlined last night in his mind what he's motivated and driven by. Sure, like there, there there's always that possibility. Um, but listen, if, if he is not vaccinated for the duration of the year, I think you're really looking at three different options. He's going to sit the year. The, or the mandate in New York City is going to be lifted. Again, this is not an NBA mandate. This is a city mandate uh, of requiring at least one vaccine dose. Uh, either that's lifted. And again, there, I, I quote a city hall official last night in my story. There is no sign that that mandate is going to be lifted. Um, so that will be. In, so that's the second possible route. Or he's traded. And I think rival teams right now feel that Brooklyn is at least open to hearing. Uh, you know, any types of significant offers. Listen, I think everything's on the table at this point. I think even Sean Marks and Steven Hatch, I don't think they've addressed the, the trade component, but they have said multiple times that everything as far as situations are, are on the table. And so um, everything's on the table. And so if a significant offer comes their way for a guy who, as of now, is not playing for them, um, will they have to listen? I'm, I'm sure they will. So uh, unless Kyrie Irving suddenly wakes up one day and gets vaccinated, I mean, those are really the three paths you're looking at. Yeah, and it so you say that the Nets are possibly open to talking about Kyrie Irving trades. Do you think that there's a market for Kyrie? I mean, obviously, if he See, moves that's to that's city, the yeah, he, he that, could play besides LA and 
you know, San Francisco. He could play anywhere. That's a that's a great question. It's unclear who he would be open to playing for. Like, would he want to play for a a uh, a losing team, a team that's that's a lottery team, or a team that's a fringe playoff team? I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. I do know he has wanted to retire with the Nets. Um, that's why he went there. And you know, for most of the offseason, I think it was pretty well assured that he was going to sign an extension, that James Harden was going to sign an extension, and neither of that has happened. But do you think other teams? Beyond what Kyrie wants, do you think other teams would be like? Let's say Kyrie comes out and says, "Hey, like, yeah, I'll be like, I would be open to a trade." Let's just, I mean, this scenario that that he doesn't uh, threaten retirement. Basically, yeah, I, I think I think there would be a level of interest. I mean, he's still one of the top players in the league. Um, I, you know, obviously there is a lot of, you know, he he the way he left Cleveland, the way he left Boston, the way this is going right now in Brooklyn. I mean, it's not it's not what. Now, would the would his value be as high as ever? No, it wouldn't. Um, but as far as teams being interested, I mean, there's definitely already teams that would have a level of interest. Yes, interesting. All right, Shams, thank you so much. You're the best. Um, you can read his Shams story on the Athletic about Kyrie Irving, the Nets, and the Nets' decision to tell Kyrie, you know, either be full time or don't be here. Um, it's really good stuff, Shams. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. Have a good one. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.